Hey folks and welcome to another episode of PodCraft. This is the show all about podcasting, from launching your show to monetization and everything in between. I'm Colin Gray from thepodcasthost.com and joined by Matthew, as always. How are you getting on, Matthew? I'm not too bad, Colin. How are you? Yeah, not too bad today, actually. Not too bad. Just some recording issues before starting there, eh? Little uh, microphone conflicts. Yeah, fun keep, times. keep us on our toes on this equipment <laughs> season. Make us rethink the stuff we've just been recommending. It doesn't matter um, how many times you use something. There's always uh, like a one in ten times it goes, I'm not going to do it today. I'm not going to work today. I know. You know what it was? I think my focus, right? Like I've <clears> talked a lot about it so far. Yeah. I've had it like set up exactly the same. And I, I basically, I was testing something else. Uh, and I've just tried to do a slightly different thing. And it's went, wait a minute. Like for the past 10 years, we've not done much of this. Like what are you doing? I'm just going to have things. a meltdown. So, <laughs> Oh, well, back into the uh, audio gear season. Eh? What are we covering this time around then? Yeah, the riveting world of audio monitoring. We're both doing that at this very minute, aren't we? I, I we see indeed. you've got a pair of headphones on. What are indeed, they? Indeed, indeed. These headphones are a good old classic. These are the ones from Samsung. Remember the ones you used to get with the Q2U? The old yeah. set. Yeah, that's it's still my favourite You like ones. them. I love you them. You like them. They're I find so them creaky. <laughs> Every time I move my jaw, which is a lot because I'm a podcaster, uh, they were like making a creaky sound. Not creaking for me. You're making a kind of you've you've got a weird MDMA jaw flex. Face there. Yeah, you've got a weird <laughs> jaw flex issue going on there. I think these are not creaking be. for me. Yeah, I found just, them very creaky. You've just got a particularly muscular jaw, Matthew. That's what it is. Must be that. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, but audio monitoring. Uh, you say riveting. Let's not talk it down because it is actually it's a really important part of audio recording. So you're right. Might seem potentially a kind of background thing, a slightly thing that you just kind of get done but we're going to cover it we're going to cover what kind of monitoring you can use how you can do it why it's important all that kind of stuff recommend some gear as well towards the end of the show so let's do it matthew this might be a more concise one but let's see we often say that and then it ends up a 40 hour epic or something eh? 40 minute epic, maybe not hour. I don't think we've ever done hours. 40 hours on, on audio <laughs> monitor. I like how you just assumed that when I said rivet and I was meaning it ironically what if I was genuinely like wetting myself with excitement about this which yeah. i am yeah yeah definitely not ironic okay <laughs> so what is monitoring and why does it matter matthew <laughs> yeah like if you're um if you're recording audio and you could hear what's being recorded then that's optimal isn't it because uh, going back to my days as a radio student i had a few faux pas with, with this and i'd i'd take my old uh, zoom h2 and go and do an interview with somebody and I'd just sit on the table because I thought I knew everything yeah. and I wouldn't even plug a set of earbuds in or anything like that. And when I took it back, you know, it turned out that the other person just wasn't audible or even worse, there was like, you know, somebody had a phone nearby and they were really susceptible to getting like mobile phone interference. Yeah. So because I hadn't, I hadn't been listening to my audio as it was being recorded, I ran into a whole host of issues. So yeah. it's basically yeah. listening to your audio as it's being recorded, isn't it? If we're talking about the... The, the pre-production stage. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and there's so many examples of kind of issues that can come up if you don't do that, aren't there? Like, uh, I mean, a classic for me is the chair creak or the headphone creak, to be fair. You're talking about headphone creak that may actually come out into the microphone and you don't notice it while you're recording. There's something, is it like a kind of human evolution thing? Like we do tune out a lot of the background noises 
when we're listening to things, but like we focus, don't we? We focus on whatever we're listening to, whether it's another person's voice or whether it's like try to avoid the tiger that's going to eat you or, you know, <laughs> it's like some kind of evolutionary thing where we tune out the extra stuff. But as soon as you stick in a kind of a monitoring system into your process, it just amplifies all of that noise. It makes it all totally equal in volume um, or at least equal in priority so you can hear it all. And the chair creak is a big one, like somebody kind of uh, moving around in their chair. Often you kind of tune that out while you're recording. You don't really hear it if you're not monitoring, uh, but it's really obvious in the recording. Keys as well. You ever had that, Matthew, where like a guest you're yeah. interviewing somebody and they're like jingling their keys or tapping their finger on the table and you just don't notice it while you're recording? Yeah, I remember one. It was a guy I was speaking to and he had like a plastic juice bottle or water bottle oh, and it was empty. Clicking. And he was just like casually caressing the bottle. <laughs> but coming through the mic, it was like intensely loud. And I, I, yeah. I kept saying, could you stop doing that? Eventually, I think I made him put it in the van. I was like, this, yeah. is, this has gone too far now. So, um, yeah. but yeah, you, you might, your ears alone might not pick up on that without you know, having your headphones in and just hearing what you're actually recording. Yeah. I think it amplifies that and therefore it's a, it's a good thing to be doing. Yeah, agreed, agreed, totally. It's worthwhile. Um, just to be clear, do you, do you do this all the time? Like, are you hearing your own voice in your head just now? Yeah, I do. You, you not like or? No, no, I don't do it all the time, actually. So I do think it's important. I think you need to do it in new situations but it does like it does put me off like I don't enjoy it <laughs> I don't like it um so I do it like if I'm if I'm changing my setup or every now and again maybe once every you know three four five recordings I'll do it but actually most of the time if I'm in a situation like here so recording at exactly the same place that we record every single week and I record loads of other stuff every single week I know the setup here is decent I know to watch out for like certain things there's no kind of things outside my control so I don't do it every time just because I prefer not to actually hear my own voice. But then every now and again, I will take my headphones and I'll put them into the the Rode Podcaster on the top so that I can hear my voice just every now and again, just to kind of check the, the setup. But yeah, I don't do it every single time, actually. Can you hear my voice? I can hear your voice. <laughs> <laughs> Are you seeing that things, error again? <laughs> one of the things about, uh, about hearing your voice back, this has tripped me up in the past with various yeah. devices. Yeah. Uh, because you know you'll plug your headphones into a device and you could immediately hear yourself that has tricked me into just assuming in the background that i'm recording yeah. so i've done ghost interviews or conversations before where they haven't been recorded but because i could hear myself back yeah. your brain just immediately thinks well that's us recording now yeah so <laughs> of course it's just a wee thing to be aware of isn't it <laughs> um, what, what is a studio monitor then like how, how do you define that yeah, a studio monitor is just really any device that you could listen to your audio back through, isn't it? Like mm -hmm. it could be headphones, it could be speakers, but it's a device that enables us to hear our audio either in real time or after yeah. it's been recorded. Do you think that's fair? Yeah, and if you're getting kind of fancy, you like if you if you look online, you go to a music um, production shop or something like that. They'll call speakers monitors, uh, mm -hmm. and I think there are there's probably there probably are like proper technical differences. As in, monitors have to be kind of flatter in response and not like sculpt the sound and stuff like that, don't they? There's like you know your and not standard... like your Dre beats or that you know the <laughs> headphones that like pump the bass up on your yeah. music. Absolutely. So that's what it is, isn't it? They kind of like change the sound, don't they? They apply some EQ to what you're listening to. Is that the standard, mm. the bass? That's the main the main thing they change. I think that's, yeah, I, I bet you get stuff that will maybe auto-compress or that. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, and the sort of consumer, like I'm listening to music, 
Yeah. You know, I just want the big pumping sound. But yeah. I, we, we as as podcasters or audio producers, we just we want to hear the naked audio. We want to hear it like you know in its raw form because then utterly, we can manipulate it as yeah. we want. Utterly unchanged. You want to hear it utterly unchanged so that you can sculpt it yourself. So yeah, so that's that's generally the difference. If you see something described as like monitor headphones or monitor speakers or studio monitors, if the word monitor comes in there. Often that's what it's referring to, isn't it, Matthew? It's like that's the mm-hmm. kind of the unsculpted sound that's not changing it, unadulterated. So yeah, that's a that's kind yeah. of a big one. And we, yeah. we refer to studio monitors, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're in a studio. Like you could nah. be anywhere. You could be recording in exactly. a cafe or that, but yeah. you'll still hear them referred to as studio monitors. Yeah, yeah, it's terminology. So what about what about headphones versus speakers then? What what's the difference there? Like, well, I mean, <laughs> there's an obvious difference, but in terms one of one goes on we... your head and one goes <laughs> on the table. <laughs> yeah, I've sellotaped a big pair of speakers to my head before. <laughs> uh, like in terms of what we're choosing, like what are most podcasters using? What do you recommend generally? It must be headphones, eh? Like yeah, totally. um I know a I know a few producers who use like speakers or monitors, whatever we want to call them. But generally, that's in like the pro sound design world. There, there yeah, may be yeah. you know high end audio drama producers for a studio like Audible, or yeah. they're, they're music producers, or you know doing big sweeping documentaries and stuff. But for the vast majority, as it's spoken word podcasters, we're we're all using headphones, aren't we? Yeah, when it comes to them, you're you're recording with headphones because that's kind of giving you the best quality. Like it's, it's stopping any echo coming from your speakers into your mic and all that kind of stuff. And uh, all the feedback so yeah you're going to be using good headphones hopefully or any headphones at least when you're recording which means that if you're going to invest in them you might as well kind of get a decent pair of monitor headphones to produce as well mm-hmm. to edit and hear your playback but i don't know i do i do like editing with speakers like i've got a decent set of speakers in the studio here and i do like editing with them better especially when i'm doing well yeah any Why audio or that? video I don't know. I just, there's something more comfortable about it. I find like, I don't mind wearing headphones, but if I'm editing for an hour or so, like you've got this big pair mm. of kind of fluffy things inside your head, just simple comfort thing, actually, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, I don't know. It, it, I We've argued before about this though, in terms of the, you kind of want to edit for what your listeners are going to hear, don't you? So like mm-hmm. using an average pair of headphones, like do you, do you still think that's the case? More so when I'm doing my audio drama work, I will tend to do my like couple of final listens on like I've I've got like an old pair of earbuds. I listen yeah. even out the phone speakers and um, but I I have trust that if I'm you know again just purely spoken word audio, I've decent trust that you know if I could hear that and it look it all looks good, it all checks out on one pair of headphones. I've got confidence that that's going to apply to anywhere else it's going to be listened to yeah. and if not it's the listener's fault so <laughs> <laughs> they're they're driving along in a 30 year old uh, ford fiesta with like one speaker working yeah, hanging out the windows the car, broken windows broken can't hear the thing <laughs> so they're only getting one voice because you've done it in stereo <laughs> yeah yeah it's um it's tricky that <laughs> do you do you <laughs> do you edit with um monitors at all like speaker monitors at all no, so I was going to talk about that shortly. Yeah. Like I, I did have a set of monitors. I will get to that because um, we're going to obviously talk a wee bit about like what we use and what we've used okay, and stuff cool. like that. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say that on the on the speakers front, on the monitors front, 
very few folks are going to use them to monitor during a recording, and yeah. that's purely well, it's purely for the obvious. Like if you hear it coming through the speakers and you hear the person next to it talking, it's going to get really muddled and confused. But where you will see this in practice is in a like a proper studio where you've got the control room behind the glass. So again, very few podcasters are recording in these environments, but you'll have a sound engineer in this control room and they'll be hearing the conversation from the studio coming through their speakers in there and they can, you know, do what they need to do with the levels and stuff like that. But very, very few folks are, are lucky enough to be working in those environments, aren't they? Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, very few, very few. Um, so yeah, okay. So sticking mainly to headphones then. All right. do, you, uh, do you ever use earbuds to monitor during recordings like i, I mean i've i've i tend to just shove a pair of earbuds in if i'm out with like a zoom or that i don't mind just using earbuds i think they're yeah. good enough yeah, for yeah, that totally. side of things yeah. yeah absolutely i mean what the argument is you want a pair of overhead over ear earphones because you're kind of tuning out the background noise that your ears will hear outside of the headphones so that you can hear really what the recording sounds like hey but in most cases, especially if you're in a kind of noisy environment anyway, you're recording at an event or whatever, yeah, I mean, a pair of earbuds does just fine. And actually, a good pair of earbuds these days like does tend to, like if you've got the kind of little soft um, buddy bits, like rather than a, a hard set, they, they cut out a fair bit in the background anyway, don't they, for our purposes? Do you know the other day in the house, I spent a good maybe even 10 minutes looking for one of the wee buds because I'd taken my earbuds out and it was missing. It was in my ear. I bet that happens to lots of people. (laughs) But uh, I was looking under the couch and everything, um, looking in in Brooke's mouth, wondering if she'd ate it. Uh, But (laughs) I was in my ear the whole time. Um, cool. All right. Right. Let's go into. Oh, actually, I'm gonna, I want to talk about a splitter. Actually, I ask if you use a splitter at all for certain situations. But let me just quickly mention. Okay, we've been talking a little bit about the uh, the new courses we've got out this uh, season on Podcraft. Uh, we put out our launch essentials course uh, a few months back, and I've just launched a growth essentials course as well. So growth essentials gives you, I think I counted 50 plus tips. So there's 50 plus tactics around growing your podcast, 50 lessons that are all just a few minutes long, give you anything from something that'll take you five or 10 minutes to grow your audience a little bit to bigger strategies that might take a few hours to grow your audience a lot. And you just tie them all together, do a little bit every week um, to grow your audience over time. That's the whole idea. Just little things that you can do consistently every single week to grow your audience. So if you want to see that, go over and help to grow your audience, get more listeners listening to your show, pop over and check out our Growth Essentials course. That's over at thepodcasthost.com forward slash growth course, thepodcasthost.com forward slash growth course. And of course, if you are just launching as well, we do have the Launch Essentials course. That's just forward slash launch course. So whatever stage you're at, we've got a course for you. Just pop over there, either growth course or launch course on the end of thepodcasthost.com. All right. Yeah, splitter, Matthew. Do you ever use a splitter these days? Ever have cause to? Not necessarily these days. I was I was partial to them in the past, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what's changed. Maybe just to, I'm doing less like on-the-go interviews like outside and yeah. that. But um, what about yourself? Do you do you use yeah, one? Yeah, same, same. I haven't used one in ages, but I, th- I feel like we did a lot in the past. I feel like I always had them hanging about. They're, so just to be clear, they're little devices. So anything that lets you plug basically more than one set of headphones into one headphone output. Eh? 
So it means that if you are on just a, a Zoom H5, for example, just has one little headphone output, you can plug a splitter in and it means that two people or even more, you get bigs. Remember those Logitech ones that were kind of in the shape of a star? Like little star shape, yeah, because yeah. most of them, it's like a Y-shaped cable, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, just two. So it splits one headphone output into two inputs so you can plug two headphones in but yeah the logitech one had maybe five was it i can't remember mm-hmm. yeah a little i remember that thing. yeah yeah again one of them when you're like yeah. what was what was the use case here when you needed like I know. about 10 people getting the headphone audio but yeah yeah um, yeah if you're time. if you're recording like three four people uh and you need that many headphones you probably aren't using a device that only has one 3.5 mil output you're probably using something a little bit more sophisticated yeah <laughs> And splitters, they're like they're, they're so low cost, aren't they? Like five, ten dollars yeah. probably. Yeah, you'll get totally. you'll get a decent one. Uh, yeah, the absolutely. famous one that we used back in the day, the Hosatech. Hosatech. <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was um, it was cool because it was a stereo splitter, so you could reverse it. You could use it for your microphones and and make it split track. It was really cool. Um, one of the products oh, that came. I'd forgotten that. Yeah. It came via California, so the packaging had loads of really alarming statements on it about the various things that will give you cancer. But yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm still alive, touch wood. But uh, <laughs> so I, far. good little device to hose a tech. Um, but yeah. I, I mean, why, why would we want to give then? Why would we want to give our interviewees access to monitoring the audio if we're doing it anyway? What would be our yeah. reason? Yeah. So if we're, if you're in person, if you've got like two people uh, or you've got yourself and a guest, um, often you'll want that guest to be able to hear their audio because it means that they can keep themselves on mic essentially, especially if you're in a situation where you're putting them in front of a mic that's mounted to the table, something like that. You know, if they start to drift off mic, they're leaning backwards, something like that, then they can actually hear it. It makes it much more easy for them to realize what mic technique is to keep on mic whether they're being loud or quiet, all that kind of stuff. It, as soon as people can hear their own voice, as long as you can get them past the kind of um, the, oh, is that what my voice sounds like thing, then uh, it improves their mic technique. It improves their their spoken sort of technique. So yeah, that's the improvement. Makes think, them stop it? rubbing their stupid plastic bottle because they can hear it as loud as yeah. I can. Yeah, so. totally. Yeah, it's not just the it's not just the voice. It's the again the chair creaking, the plastic bottle, the keys in the pocket, all that stuff becomes much more obvious. So yeah, there's a fair few devices these days. Well, actually, before we jump to that, I was going to say there's a few devices these days that take a lot of outputs or give you a lot of outputs, but you also get more kind of pro splitters, don't you? I remember getting a a Behringer splitter that you plugged into a device. I think it worked with quarter inch or 3.5 and then it was outputting three uh, quarter inch input so you'd get output sorry so you could put in a bunch of headphones and that would give you individual volume control for each one as well do you remember that one mm-hmm. yeah i uh I, you would get them as standalone devices wouldn't you because again yeah. if you're using if you're just using a cable you've no individual volume control so yeah. your guest might be really hard of hearing and needs the volume bumped up whereas you don't it's making you deaf uh yeah. so if you if you have a device like this you could then say okay you know paul i don't know why paul's deaf but he's getting his headphones cranked right up and i'm just yeah. keeping them at a moderate level so yeah. i i mean yeah. you could use a, a you could use an additional device for that but more and more 
kits that are coming out now just have these multiple headphone jacks in them don't they yeah yeah totally like what we're going to say so the the roadcaster for example i use a fair bit in the studio here it's got four outputs and you have control over every one of them so you can people can adjust their own if they really want to if it's too loud for them they want to turn it down or turn it up whatever um and your device your favorite device as well matthew what is it again the pod track the pod track p4 that's the one the pod yeah track, they've got yeah. four uh, got, has it got four separate... mics and four headphones and it's got has it got separate volume control for each one each headphone yeah aye, it does yeah 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 cool yeah that's good so no excuse really if you're out and about you're recording with one of these devices you can plug everyone in so they can all hear themselves everyone can monitor their own audio um and i think i mean that's where like i said earlier i don't tend to do it in the studio here where i've kind of got a setup that's the same every single week i've got full control over it it's just me it's really just when you're out and about recording new places or or you've got more people new people that aren't so used to it that need more of a monitor to make sure they stay on mic and don't make all of the other noise. All right. So what should we just go into our own setups, our own workflows and Matthew, just to uh, kind of go into that, just recommend the gear. Yeah. I, I think there's just, there's one tiny other little thing I want to mention before we yeah, proceed sure. to that. And okay. it's another little pitfall, which is uh, on any device that you're using to record, if it has a headphone a volume dial there's always the danger that somebody using something for the first time maybe thinks that if they're turning the, the headphone volume up the audio is obviously getting louder for them but you don't want to mistake that as affecting the the actual you know the gain the recording yeah, volume yeah so you've got to be careful with that like if you want to make a volume adjustment you need to decide whether that's an adjustment for your ears in the moment or if you're wanting to make an adjustment to the audio itself in which case it's the gain dial. So there, there's always just a wee, a wee thing to be aware of on, on that front. Okay, perfect. Yep, absolutely. Easy to make that mistake. All right, gear then. So what do you use these days? You've just mentioned you use earbuds for monitoring the go. So what kind of earbuds? Just a set that you got with your phone or something like that? Just the classics? Yeah, I'm, a, I'm actually struggling these days to, to, to find a device that I could plug the old earbuds into you know with the 3.5 connection because i used yeah, to just plug yeah, it into the phone yeah. but um i don't think uh, as much as you mocked my phone for being ancient which it is <laughs> uh, i don't it doesn't have a it doesn't have a 3.5 in anymore so the old white earbuds really? don't get a lot of action so i've got a set of yeah. bluetooth ones I, I don't know what they are um they're not very expensive not very impressive but i'm more than happy to use them like again in a pinch what yeah, about you yeah. when you're do you use you said you did use earbuds didn't you so yeah similar if it's like a basic um can i just try to grab something on my phone uh using the dictaphone app often you can turn on i think the, am i right in thinking the ios dictaphone app you can turn on monitoring i think you can and i just use that with my airpods i've got a pair of airpods that i use um but other apps as well like if you do some specialized recording apps like the the sure one or something like that, i think you can turn on monitoring just here that way too um but actually i do i do, do just stick with these um these samson ones i love these when i take them out like if i if i'm using a recorder so if I'm going out with the Zoom H5 or something like that, I'll just plug these guys in and they're brilliant. They work really well. Um, those Audio-Technica ones that we got a set of to test, we got the full range ages ago, didn't we? They're, you still like those ones. I always find them a little bit kind of harder on the ears, but they're, mm. still, they're good. But which ones did you end up liking? So the the, the range, 
it's like M20X and then it goes up to M30X, M40X and so on. So the higher the number, <laughs> yeah. the, the the more fancy it is and the more expensive. Yeah. But the, the, the bottom of the range one, if you like, is the M20Xs, which were the first ones I owned. And they're, they're yeah, less yeah. than $50. And to be honest, I swear by them. Uh, yep. I even prefer them to the higher range ones because I don't know what I don't know if I've got the thirties or the forties on now, but one of them you could turn the cans round individually. Mm-hmm. But see when you ca- there's a wee metal swivel, I, I guess you would call it, and I've caught my finger in it a few times and it's mm-hmm. agonising. So on that really? alone, I'm like that's an <laughs> unnecessary feature for an idiot <laughs> like me. So I I swear by the the bottom of the range the, the nice. M twenty Xs, yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Good stuff. I mean, sound wise, I could I could hear no difference between a lot yeah. of them, and I've tested between the them all. Between the twenties and the forties. So yeah, for sure, absolutely. Yeah. The, I mean, a set of if you have the budget for it, we're obviously lucky. We get to um, buy this stuff kind of for our work, so we can kind of justify it. But I did buy myself a pair of um, Bose noise cancelling ones a few years back. Um, the uh, QC. Oh, I've forgotten the number now. The the ones that were kind of the core ones two or three years ago, anyway. QC thirty, something like that. I'll put it'll be in our resources in the show notes anyway. We'll put a link in. But the Bose Quiet Comfort ones, QC, are such a good pair of headphones, so comfortable. And actually, if you're out and about recording, they're actually really handy because they come with a little. They are wireless, so you can plug them into your. You can have them Bluetooth to your phone to use them that way. But equally, you can plug them into any recorder too because they come with a little cable a 3.5 mil cable uh, that you can plug into the bottom of the headphones. So you can use the noise cancellation so it takes away everything around you and only hear what's coming through the recorder. So if you want to be totally accurate and make sure you know exactly what you're recording, a pair of them can be really good. But they are like 250 quid or 250 $300. So higher budget for sure. But if you can justify it somehow, they are a really nice set of headphones. You ever tried just- them, Matthew? No, no, I've not tried them. Uh, I would like to, but no, not at this moment. I was actually just as you were as you were talking there. I was diving into the site because I wanted to pull up the name. Uh, we had an old set of headphones in the, the office years ago. They were high end, but it was like the the they were hairy. Remember, they had like oh, it was like a furry it, pad. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they show up all the time. Like I was, <laughs> I was watching. Um, uh, probably, this is probably admitting somebody here. I was watching Pitch Perfect the other night with Kate. Uh, one of my one of my favourite movies, despite it being really cheesy. And uh, Becca in Pitch Perfect uses a pair of these headphones. Do you remember what they're called? Bear Dynamic. Bear Dynamic. Wait yeah. for this. Bear Dynamic DT seven seven zero Pro two hundred and fifty. I love <laughs> the names of audio things. Uh, yeah, but yeah, because yeah. they, they, they had that far and like, if again, you're editing and, you know, you're, oh, I was going to say you're editing, you're sweating. Say. That's not necessarily true. But <laughs> if you're wearing fur rings around your ears, you do sweat a wee bit. So yeah, they weren't in the they best were, of shape. They got, they got pretty groy, didn't they? I remember trying to put them on one day and you'd been wearing them obviously for like a year or two years for editing at that point. And I put <laughs> I them on. I did take them off like, in between. Oh my God, take them off. <laughs> couldn't wear them <laughs> smelled so bad they were bad, they were bad. here's a so I'm, I'm on our um, podcast headphones guide so here's some interesting uh-huh. data this is um, a survey we did like three or four years ago mm-hmm. uh, we'd asked do you record with headphones on 74% of podcasters said yes 26% said no yeah. and then in the question what do you use to listen back when editing uh, 74% headphones 
15% normal computer speakers, 9% studio monitors, and 2% other. wonder what the other okay. was. 9% using proper studio monitors is pretty, it seems quite high, actually. Yeah. Yeah. We should redo that survey soon, though, because I bet you that's higher. Like, I bet you more people record without headphones these days. Um, partly because you can get away with it more, can't you? Like recording tools are actually pretty good at getting rid of the the the, um, the echo. I used to be quite anal about this with our team. <laughs> Whenever we open up a, a Google Meet, I'm like, you're not wearing headphones, it's echoing. But I'm kinda, it's hard to justify the aggravation these days because actually yeah. you can barely ever hear the echo. So it's all good. <laughs> still worth it though, just in case, because it does still creep in from time to time. I did once uh, I did once get myself a, a set of studio monitors. I got KRK Rockets mm-hmm. from Kenny's Music in Dundee. Yeah, down yeah. there on my lunch break. Bought them, was very pleased with myself. Um, more so because a lot of folks in audio drama were, were saying, you should be doing this. You know, sometimes yeah. that happens where you yeah. just hear it enough and I'm like, okay, I will. And then I just wasn't using them enough and they, they just became like a posh set of music speakers in the house. And then it got to the point where I was like, I could just sell these and I could buy a good pair of like music speakers and have change left over. So yeah. I just yeah. did that. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, absolutely. I've got I've got a couple of pairs. I, I got a really nice pair of Bluetooth speakers actually. I don't total basic brand, but they sound great. They're just like I mean, if you're an absolute audiophile, you can tell a difference potentially. But they're just, they're fine. <laughs> and I, I did the same as you. I bought a proper fancy pair of monitors um, a few years back. I think they were the M-Audio. Is it AV42 oh, yeah. potentially? M-Audio AV42, I think. Again, um, great name. Were really good little set of speakers. Uh, and I, they're basically, yeah, they're like my gaming speakers now. So they're connected up to my desk at home. All I really use that desk for is like playing games. <laughs> so now they're just for uh, some nice game audio. I uh, haven't edited on them in a long time. Although they were in our Dundee office years ago. So they, they did get some production. <laughs> um, okay, so... Uh, my setup, so that was yours, Matthew. My setup, like I said, I just used the Samson um, ones. I don't know if you can get them anymore, so probably a pointless one. But yeah, the audio technicas that you're talking about there, Matthew, I think maybe it is worth paying a little bit more for the 20, for the 30s or the 40s because I remember the 20s just, I feel like the difference in price was more about the padding around the ears. Mm. And that was what I struggled with a bit. Like I love these because they're kind of spongy. So these probably smell nicely. <laughs> but uh, the M20s or the Audio-Technica 20s, I felt were a bit kind of um, uncomfortable after a while, got a little bit sweaty. And I think the 40s were a wee bit better. But if that it's nothing to do with quality. It's literally just comfort. So yeah. If you're delicate like you, pay a bit exactly. more. But if you're absolutely nails like me, just suck it yeah. up. Come on, I've got del- delicate wee lugs. Delicate wee lugs, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay cool so where are we sending people matthew where's the link for all of these recommendations if you want to go and see the gear we're talking about go to thepodcasthost.com forward slash tech season and you'll also find it on our resources page won't you indeed that's thepodcasthost.com forward slash resources so tech season that's t-e-c-h season is where we're putting all the notes for these episodes themselves so go over to there you'll find a page that includes all of the episodes of this season so you can check out all of the gear we recommend and our resources page actually includes all the other stuff as well it's everything not even just podcasting too so go and check them out but tech season is the main one for this season that's t-e-c-h-s-e-a-s-o-n tech season 
All right, and I'll just finish up by mentioning our growth course again. We do love um, to put out some good education, help you grow your audience. And the growth course is the latest one, the latest course that I created. Um, so there's 40 plus, 50 plus lessons in there. Um, most of them written by Matthew, presented by me. So that means it's great content in there because obviously Matthew, genius of podcast writing, eh, Matthew? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Sadly presented by me. So that. <laughs> but that's our growth course. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, please do go and check that out. All those courses help to support all the free content we put out there. So if you do enjoy this podcast, if you do enjoy the content we put out, it's very much appreciated. Um, and you get the added bonus of uh, getting some great growth tactics to grow your audience at the same time. So you can find that over at thepodcasthost.com forward slash growth season. No, growth season. Ugh, wrong. Like growth course, <laughs> tech season and links. growth course, thepodcasthost.com forward slash growth course. All right. What we got next, Matthew, in the old uh, gear list? Yeah, I think we're talking about like cables and, and bits and bobs and stands and things like that, aren't we? So that's a oh, whole talk about riveting. Talk yeah. about riveting. Oh, it's about to get more riveting. <laughs> so just to give you a rundown of what we've got coming in this season, we've got another, is it three? No, four episodes. So next time around, we're talking about the final bit of the hardware. So bits and bobs, cables, stands, um, all that kind of stuff, pop filters, boom arms, all that kind of thing. So all the wee extra bits that you need to actually record your podcast, some recommendations there, all the stuff we use and then we're getting into um actually no we've got one more hardware-ish one which is your studio eh, matthew we're going to go into how you actually set up a decent little studio um and that is not just assuming that you have like a whole room to soundproof or anything like that this is like we'll be giving some tips on really how to turn any old room or a corner of a room or even like just temporary set up a studio eh, matthew that helps with the audio quality yeah optimizing yeah. your recording space no matter where it is no matter whatever you know, space, how long yeah. you're going to be there yeah so totally yeah yeah even if it's a temporary bit and then we're on to software then we're on to audio recording and editing software and in video and streaming for the final episode of the season so stick with us four more episodes of this season um hopefully you're getting a lot of value out of upgrading your setup doing everything you need to get all right thank you for listening we'll see you on the next episode we'll talk to you then bye